Well, fuck you, listeners. That's where this shit's going to run. Are you a quitter? A phase that could save your relationships. And what music brings you up? All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Bitches. So we were talking before this, as all you Patreon listeners with the lucky extras know, <laughs> she's laughing. We don't have Patreon. We don't have extras. You don't even have a door that stays closed when you record. I don't even have a door that stays closed when I fucking record. So we were talking earlier, as in moments prior. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. She, wow, that got a really big reaction. If you only knew, dudes, how how opposite town we live from Patreon. Patreon, for those who don't know anything about podcasting, is a platform that lets you set up a sort of subscriber model where you get paid. So people can actually tip out and maybe they get some lucky extras. We've got friends from college who podcast and set up a Patreon and they made enamel pins of themselves. Have you seen? And they're brilliant. They're beautiful. You don't know this? No. This is Ashley Quinn. I know Ashley. She's a she's a she's a uh, D sharp. She wasn't from our group or our yeah, year. Yeah, but she's but since we're wildly all talented. Sis- she's a superhero. In- well, she and one of her D sharp dopes got together, and they do a podcast that I don't that I don't listen to because it's super specific about a band that I don't even know. In sync, boy, is it in sync? You're embarrassing is it boys yourself. In the yard. I'm telling you, I think it's in sync. You're embarrassing is Timberlake, yourself. Is Justin Timberlake in that? Did you just say boys in the yard? I don't. <laughs> here's what happens. So I have always wanted to get these little enamel pins, custom enamel pins that you could have Yeah, made. I've seen I've them on Etsy. Wanted to, yeah. Yes. And I was like, I could do this for a giveaway, for a conference. I could do this for this. I could, which brand could this work for? Oh, I really want it, want it, want it. And Ashley's the kind of person that would see that pin and go, fuck you. I'm starting a podcast so I can make a pin. I don't think that was the genesis. But it very well could have been. Anyway, her Patreon subscribers get pins of their faces that have been enameled like these little pink. These, they're hilarious. And she was so excited about it. And I was like, you have a Patreon for people who like sync music? I don't even know if it's sync. No, it's, Wait, is it it's Boys in the Yard. Is it Boys in yep. the Yard? Are they the ones? Yeah, that's the band that she has a whole podcast about. <laughs> You're laughing, about. but I don't fucking know <laughs> is the answer. And she's good people and everything she does is great. She makes cakes. She supports you know, smashing the patriarchy. She's a good galley and for, has a pin that she'll give you if you, anyway, over to you. We don't have a Patreon. It's all that by way of saying. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> laughably. If, do not. If we did, the first, ooh, the first thing I would engage in. Uh, all right. So let's get, let's get this started. Let's, <laughs> let's start rolling. Um, I think we've discussed previously that exercise is my kryptonite makes us filled with disgust is it's yes. my kryptonite i'm pretty confident that if i were to do it on a regular basis especially on the large scale other people watching sort of group <laughs> nonsense i i would die i think i would die i'd turn to ash like the snap of a bejeweled glove i'm melting all right, you went, you went wizard. I went Thanos, but yes, um, Ash. Either way, puddle, Ash, whatever. Then a sweater. I, I don't know how it came out of my mouth. Oh, I know. I saw my body naked and <laughs> <laughs> might have made a comment that was, well, you said in the last podcast something, something naked, and I thought, no, 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 don't ever eat or walk around or whatever naked. But I thought, what about? A Peloton bike. Oh, for fuck's sake. You don't even, you touched it. You touched the third rail. And here we go. I have to backtrack. Is this because of Scott? Is this because I have to say, yes, (laughs) yes. For God's sake. Okay. Let's set the stage. I do have to tell you when I said it out loud, Mallory said, that's not exercise, mom. That's a cult. You don't want to join the cult. (laughs) I was like, what? 15 year old child. Thank you. Thank you. And it's all the things that you hate it is, isn't it? about exercise in that it focuses on the gaming competitive aspect of things, right? Not only are you spending money for a device that you're not going to use <laughs> that is really rough that when you get on it, it's actually painful and difficile. Okay, so now you're on this fucking thing for 10 minutes and the first thing that you recognize is I am last in a pool of 8 million people. 
And my goal is to now become, you know, two ranks higher than where I am. Because there's no chance that I'm going to finish this fucking, come on, come on, Sheila's at the top of the race, come on. No. Come on, Missy no. Brillabs, where are you? I see you back there at the Super. end of the pack. So Let's we have, go. So we, yeah, so we have a friend. And his Peloton name, if you'd like to add him to see how funny and far this goes, is Greens Burrito. So that should tell you how uh, not Peloton-esque he is. He's a fit dude. He's not, he's, you know, coached things before. He's a fucking fit dude. So he, he sort of already has that problem. Uh, and I think the reason that they got the Peloton, but my husband is actually over at his house this morning dropping off surprise porch bread. So, Aww, um, that's sweet. So, yes. My, my husband had a wild hair and decided that, um, it's been getting a little trickier to have things delivered from all of these different places. And he said, you know what, why don't we just, since it's a pain in the ass anyway, why don't we embrace the ass pain and go to all of the different farmer's market things that you can go to. So he's going, bink, 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 bink. he had an appointment. He got up at 6.30 this morning on a day he didn't have to, to drive 35 minutes over to something, something farms so he could sit in a line because his last name starts with this letter. And they put him in line and then he got two dozen eggs. F, Fagazi. His last name starts with a, this letter. And a, and a whatever. And a whatever. So there. So all the fucking things. So, um, so he's been toddling around all these places, went to the fancy you know, corner in the hole in the we're making eight loaves today bakery and he got two of them, like the Russian bread line and he ran them over to a friend. Blah, blah, blah. All, so, all wearing a mask? All wearing a mask. I wish I could so, see his And mask. sitting in the car and, and contactless and all the rest of this stuff. So order ahead, pay ahead. They, you know, hold up the sign. They dump it at the, you know, you drive by, they throw it at your car. So, so Green's Burrito, meanwhile, is the type of dude, I don't think I'm exaggerating, I think we counted once that they have five separate gym memberships for their family. Five. Because the way it worked, two working parents, each who had a gym membership as a perk. So that's one, that's two. They had a home gym. They have a home gym. Then they bought a gym membership for kid A, a separate one for kid B because of this specific thing. I mean, it was like ridiculous. So in, in normal times... Oh, and work was far away. So they had a gym membership by work and then one at home near the house. I'm like, who, first of all, what? Okay. And now in Quarantino, I guess the idea is I can't, I can't, I can't, I twitch, I twitch. What am I? Peloton. Dear listeners, Amy has lots of friends in her home state there, and I don't know any of them except for this gentleman and his. Incredible wife. These are the only Super two charming. I know. And I do also follow them on Facebook. They are delightful. So I have noticed that he did start doing Peloton. Delightful doesn't cover. <clears throat> They're better than delightful. But in this way, so stupid. So stupid in the gym way. They're both really fucking fit and do the whole thing where it's like... I mean, they're not fake about it. They're just fucking fit people. And I look at them and I think, how, how, how did we become yeah. friends again? Like, I don't get it. But... We overlook that part. You know, everybody has a flaw. So dear listener, if you are a Peloton rep and you would like me to someone who does not exercise, who finds it as the kryptonite in her life, if you would like me to join your cult, (laughs) look me up. You are, you are, first of all, we got to, we got to unpack this. Just, I know this was like a 30 second toss away that you didn't expect I was going to latch onto with my big gross teeth. But here I go. First of all, two, two of our, two among our number. Are Pelotonists, you know this yes, I already, do. which I find not bally. So, and those two are the younger and the fitter among us. You know, they'll do the sort of thing like, God, I, I need to do something. Let's run a, let's run a five k instead of I need to do something. Give me the remote. Like that's where it happens in my things. Life. You'll never so, hear Melissa say, "Let's run a five k." So, oh, right, right. Let's do it. I got, I gotta, I gotta do something for my body. Right. Okay, so, and they do great and whatever. So they do like it and they do use it. Then I had a neighborhood woman who legitimately thought she wanted this for Christmas, got it for Christmas, and then within the first week was saying, who, why did you not stop me from getting this? People, I don't, she, and, but then she went on, she was one of these, I'm going to post my, not in a douchey way, I'm going to post my journey, right? So she did talk about it. But the reality is after a month of this is the stupidest thing. I hate this fucking thing. I can't stand this thing. All right, I did 10 minutes. All right, all right. It wasn't so awful today. Then she was like getting into it and feeling good. You have so, I mean, 30 it, days. There is, a, there is an arc. You have 30 days to return it. 
no charge. Um, but when we called, and my husband did call, when he called, right, but they don't deliver till like late July anyway. So What? So there's no way it could happen anyway. Oh so so when he called, oh they my said, God. do you say things? Do you just say things like, I think that I might have an interest in owning a rocket that could go to the moon and then boop, 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 Stuart's on the phone. I mean, what? why would he call? How serious was this pondering? It was just a, he was fishing. He was bored and and he was fishing. So he also wow. he also doesn't know gifts to get for me and i said well that's cleaning true. and exercise difficult. equipment are really not gifts they're <laughs> they're really not they're insults yeah right they're, they're insults, insults. <laughs> exactly so <laughs> it turns out that it's a 30-day return but we don't we can't really get there in 30 days because of the whole pandemic world world being closed world being you're right cerrado so since it's closed it could take a couple of months to get to you so it would be like three months <laughs> and you can return it and by then yeah, so it all started because I passed a mirror while naked. This is how it started. Stop, and that's the thing that I wanted to start with. If you've seen and remember from around Christmas time when Peloton was launching an advertising campaign, they took a Failed. lot of flack yeah. because of the choice of model or actor that they wanted to portray the woman on the Peloton journey. And my favorite was that there was all these memes coming around, like, you know, join her as she, as she embarks on a one year journey to go from a 120 pound woman to a 118 pound woman. Right. And that's who you the fuck are, except it's probably like one Oh nine. So, I mean, yeah, I get that you you're mistaken by many tens. So I don't want to talk about it of ounces of ounces, but the reality, (laughs) the reality is this. Everybody knows their body. Everybody would like to feel like they can do the things they want to do in the way they want to do them. So I don't shit on you for that. I will slap you and shake you when you say things like, I walked past a mirror naked and went, because the only thing you should do in front of a mirror naked is take a fucking picture. So I don't want to hear it. There's no hearing it from me. So um, I found joy this <laughs> week in the fact that Rob Lowe is starting a podcast. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. But he was on the Parks and Rec thing, and I thought of you every wake. I almost called you. I love him. Thought of you every single second. In, a, in an unhealthy way. For him. The way I used to love Eric Stoltz in my youth, a very unhealthy way. But you still love them both equally. And Not equally. <laughs> I would make oh. I'd be there, the cream in their Oreo. But I. So break it down for me. Not equally. So, no. so Mr. Lowe, Mr. Lowe has usurped the Stoltz place. I think he has. I mean, he has. Stoltz place sounds like a sad rehab for like. <laughs> Stoltz women. place. <laughs> sounds like an Amish woodworking <laughs> rehab. It's just not good. No matter where you are. If you're at Stoltz place, you need to go to a different place. Stoltz and Fuss place. <laughs> So, so Mr. Lowe. Yeah, it's called literally. Gives you the high. Yeah. Literally okay. with Rob Lowe. And I literally cannot stand. <laughs> it's, the word is literally. And I think in this case, it's first used appropriately. It is so appropriate. He's, he's my dream. And he's, I just don't know anybody who has so much, like he's aging so well or not at all. <laughs> you, you decide. <laughs> You decide, but he. There was a while there where he was getting a little weird looking, and I and I wonder if it was for a role. I wonder if I'm remembering him. Don't make that horrible face. Was it like a I hair thing? You in the tit? No, his face was all misshapen, like it had been punctured and puffed up, and all this kind of a madness stuff. Maybe I I don't track him. I the think way you that dreamt you that. I think that was a dream. No, I think I think he was in a movie. I think he was in that movie where Matt Damon and. Um, and what's his name? Play the piano and get it on. Yes, 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 yes. Liber- the Liberace one, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely all puffed out and. <laughs> he was like, he was like creepy, beautiful. gross, low. He was beautiful. You're something's wrong with so, you. Oh, okay. nobody ever argued against that. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely okay. true. So tell me, tell me, stop and tell it me and tell start. me when I let. No, no, you have to tell me now. So. Uh, if Rob Lowe was secretly listening to this conversation, yes. would you be embar- embarrassed? No. <laughs> I mean, because you heard what happened on the Today Show, of course. I mean, I would be embarrassed about the whole walked by a mirror, I'm mortified, I'm getting on a Peloton part, but not about my feelings because I now embrace my feelings. I'm 40 something and these are my feelings. The ones I say really? out loud, I'm not embarrassed really? by. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't 
think you need to be embarrassed about your feelings, but I think I think mm. gushing about somebody and what you're going to do with them when you get a little smack, I think that's different than your feelings, no? No, those are my feelings. <laughs> oh, my Lord, I'm so excited now. <laughs> well, did you hear what happened in the Today Show? Because no. those ladies were not having it. What happened? They were not having it. So the way the Today Show works, they do like what we're doing. They look at images of each other and they talk through whatever technological hookup sometimes it's a direct line sometimes there's a lag and a delay it just so happened that the two co-hosts hoda and um savannah were talking to each other pre-segment they were setting up the segment uh to each other in their in their with their mics just to each other or so they thought and so they're like all right well matthew mcconaughey is coming on he's done a donation so we're going to talk about him i'll set it up i'll do this and then i'll pitch it to you because they're not sitting next to each other and they hadn't scripted so they were sort of mapping out how they were going to handle it and of course, they started talking about what they were going to do to him and how luscious he was and how excited they were to see him first thing in the morning and boom, boom, boom. And his mic was on and he heard the whole <laughs> fucking thing. And so did everybody else in the studio and let him roll. And then after this shit happened, Al Roker gets on and goes, oh my God, you guys, they are so busted because Matthew was listening. And she just fucking covered her face. She just sat there and hung her head in embarrassment. She was like, oh, it was absolutely hilarious and they pushed it and kept going to the point where it overtook whatever donation he was supposed to give and he's beat red and he's like no i i'm i feel (laughs) i'm a fan i'm a fan of my fans i mean they were like doing they would like magic mic in it or whatever the whatever wow yeah oh yeah because because i think it all started with an innocent like well if you two if it really gets going with you two don't let me interrupt and like well and then they (laughs) They had a little morning, a little morning talk. <laughs> so what's what's also so appealing about people like Matthew McConaughey and oh God help me Rob Lowe, is that he's had <laughs> he's had this wife, to whom he is loyal and faithful for so many years. That is also hot and sexy. It's not just the fact that look, I feel sad for him at times because it seemed for a while that every show he joined failed ended I, I don't know I Matthew McConaughey even seeing Matthew feels like I'm giving him too many props Matt McConaughey is he's Matty boy okay. <laughs> just no he's not he, no matter what wife he has is not going to class it up I think the dude's great I uh, would love to have a short conversation with him <laughs> he might do a few might do a few other things so Rob Lowe has a podcast he that he's starting at the, I think I think at the end of this month well, it's this summer they say it's here, but I think there's I think summer's here already. I think we are we are on summer break perpetually for five months and we'll see what happens. What's the situation with your academics? What's going on well, in your house? The kids are still on the hustle. They they still do online each class is I think twenty minutes and then they have thirty minutes on their own to do the work of that class oh. and then the next class. Oh. So there's work, break, work, break, work, break. And they have their AP exams, their <coughs> modified AP exams next week, right. two weeks, a week and right. a half, something yeah. like that. And next week. So after APs Mallory asked me, can I phone it in? Do I have to do the work? I'm like, yeah, I kind of wish you'd uh, end strong because nothing else is ending strong right now. So let it be you. (laughs) Right. And then that's it. And then dot, dot, dot. My family wants to go to Florida. That's a great want. Too bad. They all want (laughs) to pile in a car and go to Florida. I thought you were going to fly. I've I've got a guy from high school took a picture of himself in first class. He bought a first class ticket to I don't know where uh, for $24. And he was sitting in first class with a mask on. And there was someone next to him. And we were like, what in the hell? And he said, yeah, there's I'm in the only row in first class that has someone in the row. And as soon as the thing uh, changes, I'm going to move. I'm like, what the fuck are you? Where could you fucking go? What are you doing? He has no kids and no sense, evidently. Well, you're still but. inhaling the same air. I mean, it's still recycled air in a tin can. It's shocking to me that they're still flying. Well, it's, it's, I'm grateful that somebody is still flying because there are urgent needs to fly. You know, there is, there is an urgent something, but because the flight was $24, don't make it urgent. And I, I don't know. I should look before I start flapping my face. He was wearing a big old Hawaiian shirt with a goofy smile on his face. I don't get the impression he was going to a funeral. So, you know what I mean? What could be so urgent? But 
I got the impression that it was like, look at this joyride. But, you know, okay. I don't know. I, I do like that that the option is there for critical things. We people there's there getting you can't go to anything. a funeral anyway, by the way, getting anything, getting a person, getting an object, getting a thing from one place to another. There are critical components to that. And I, I get, and I appreciate that some are still open. I don't want it to be completely shuttered and gone. Like for example, when our friend John orders the chocolate mousse cake from juniors and it needs <laughs> to get on a plane to get to him. <laughs> yes, that's important. You got to put that on a plane. Do you, not to dive into it too deep, but did you see that today, as we record, is intended to be National Boycott Day for workers of Instacart and for anybody at Amazon and Target and and Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. And there was a big long list of people who were, all of the workers were banding together and saying, don't shop today, don't whatever today. And I mean, I we, we did our part by going getting eggs at the farm instead of somewhere else. But um, I don't necessarily know that it was in response to that. I don't know how I, how I feel about that. On the one hand, I'm like, yeah, do it. But I don't want to say it too loud because I I did order one puzzle. I didn't order something every day. I, I've ordered one puzzle the whole time that we've been home. And I order from the local market. I'm not abusing them. But I don't know. And we tip nicely. Hey, what puzzle did you get? <laughs> in case you didn't know, guys, that's called Melissa's Not Touching It. We Should we go back to Rob Lowe? I got the world's best puzzle. It's a circle with 80 jillion pieces, and the whole circle is a swirl of gradiated color. So it's it's the only more impossible one to do is is the puzzle that's completely clear. It's translucent. The pieces are just translucent. They're not even white or black. Why why, Why would, I mean, do you hate your family? Is this a gift? No, I'm a, I'm a good puzzler. I do. I'm doing a puzzle right now. It's really hard, and it's great. I love it. It's your can't meditation. You I love it. By my can't level, you tell? Can't you, by my level of enjoyment. I, no, it's. I get started because I'm like, I can fucking do this, and then when I'm doing it, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing it? And then the second it's done, I'm like, see, told you, <laughs> I told you, I could do it. Stuart tries to trash talk me. I did my '80s puzzle, and he walked by and said, "I bet you can't finish that tonight." And I said, I bet you think you married a moron who. I, thanks for trying to be trash talking, douche. I mean, what <laughs> right. the fuck? God bless. I'll get my algebra done tonight. And so, you'll who, see. Who, with whom do you think you are speaking? You. He's dope. really. I, I'm going to go back to. <laughs> he's so charming. Good for you. <laughs> he's got a great he's head of hair, a, too. What a sweet man. He's a sweet man. Yeah. No. As opposed to his son, who this week made a complete ass of me. For, How is that possible? For school. He uh, he had an assignment for school for his account, not accounting, for his econ class, I want to say. I don't even know what class it was for. One of his weird APs. He asked me how I felt about a tax on firearms. Did you say, I? what kind of puzzle did you buy, Ethan? <laughs> I'll go back. Um, no, tell me about the tax on firearms because su- this one's going to be better than mine. I support workers if they want to boycott and it came from them and they don't want me to shop today because of that. I mean, Stuart went to Manhattan Bagel to get the kids breakfast and a week's worth of, of bagels. But that's Ooh, that's not a good plan. That's not a big shop. I won't Instacart today. I won't Amazon. Who is on that list? Trader Joe's. I just remember I told you last week that I get a... Um, Change.org sends me a petition to sign every day for something. Every every 30 seconds, maybe? For something yeah. new okay. and weird. Well, it was Trader Uh-oh. Joe's employees today. So if they are asking, please don't shop today, I won't shop today. I, I respect you. Could you have made it on a Thursday where it's not a Saturday, where here's the day that it's convenient and we're not all working and doing and running? Sure. Okay, that would have been better for me. But – um. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not I wasn't asking. I appreciate you advancing that. And I agree with what you're saying. I don't use these services all that much and consciously don't and, you know, would try to support them in what they're doing. What I'm saying foolishly is I didn't feel OK sharing it on socials. I got the big poster. Tell everybody. I just didn't feel OK. Right. I didn't want to I didn't want to promote it in the way where I wanted to be a part of that debate. If, you know, I'm not going to go and pick it for them. I'm not going to go and help for them in that way. And that, that makes me feel like a shitball. I support what they're doing in theory. I don't support it with action. <laughs> I 
which is which is like, is that how everybody is? Is that why they're in the state they're in? I want them to get, I like unions. I want them to get better rights, but I'm a small business owner and I see both sides. So I don't feel like I know enough about how they're being treated or not treated to really get into it. So I just try to practice, you know, responsible consumerism. But it was more about, I just didn't feel like I wanted to put it out on socials because at a certain point, you can't even casually say, yeah, all right, great. Flowers are pretty. Because now it's like, no, they're not. Flowers are, <laughs> they're killing the bees and everything. And do you know what happens to the color green? It's like, no, I don't. Go away. I mean, God. Well, we talked about Ugh. this before. There's a difference between I support that and I'm going to wave a flag on my social media. I endorse that. I There's a difference right. between I support you and I'm endorsing it with with all of my my, this is where the joke comes in. You ready to laugh? All of my social media power. <laughs> right. I'm an influencer. Well, that's the thing. It's like I support, you know, you when you put something on your social media, there's levels. And something is just like, yeah, I would like other people to know about this. It interested me when I saw it. So for those who I would like others to be interested, I certainly don't intend or ever desire and will shut down immediately to launch some sort of debate in the comments about every fucking thing under the sun that's related and not related. That is just so, why do people feel, why do they do this? Do they not get how weird this is? What was the last thing you posted on your social media that was, I couldn't, go ahead. That was something like that, that you wanted to share with it. You saw it, you liked it, you shared it with everybody. Usually for you, it's something art related, which is beautiful. So what? I'm very, I'm very, I, I love art. Uh, I, ended up getting pretty deep into it just because all the people that I follow and like, you know, that's, it, it flows to me all the time. So I'm constantly sharing it because I like it. Uh, I've started getting a lot of stuff from a couple of friends work for child advocacy groups. So some of the things they post are really good. So sometimes I'll post something about, you know, don't be a super douche because you'll fuck up your kid in like a nice way. Like I post those things sometimes, but honestly, for the most part, the only stuff that I am even can even remember, you may have one loaded up that I posted. The only stuff I can even remember posting is intentionally calm, be sweet. It's going to be okay. Put a smile on your face. It's an otter mom, you know, yes, I hugging, saw that. A that baby, was hugging a baby otter as they float together. It's a picture of a dog getting boops on the nose. I mean, I'm just, I'm actively trying to cultivate anything that's going to distract me from, a lot of anything the, that's uh, from the virus, the virus related shit that's very real in our in our circle. So but I will say this. Um, I saw something just this morning and commented to my husband about it if he had seen it, because it's someone who's in my in my feed who I don't even really know how he got there. It's probably like a work colleague from working at a place with 300 other workers. Like it's not somebody that I could even remember having a drink with. And it is the most ridiculously conservative. It's not even conservative. It is total Russian bot propaganda. And it's like, you didn't even notice. And it went on and in, in, in like a huge, like barely a meme because the text was so small to fit it all in the black square to put it on your thing. It was such a weird walk to, let me tell you all the ways that the man has duped you and you just bought it and you're still buying it. And, you know, put it out there. And I thought, I, I, honestly, because you had said to me before, how are these people on your feed? And I appreciated seeing it because it helped me understand how people can walk around with guns protesting a germ, right? So it's like, I, I sort of was like, oh, it's because this information is out in the world and who starts it? And So in terms of putting shit on social, there's a lot out there and I just, I try to see it with open eyes so I can also know, okay, this is what's, this is what's empowering these people to put us all at risk. So the last two that I posted were this young girl and her mom really I don't know where the dad is found two baby moose in baby moose like in their neighborhood and they took them in to find a rescue for them the rescue said can you can you hold on to them for a couple of days could you imagine having two baby moose living in your house for a couple of days and and how how amazing life would be <laughs> like it would just they're baby moose. They're incredible, incredible animals. And the other one was watching Andrea McCardle, the original Annie, sing yeah. tomorrow. 
That made me cry. Everybody, yeah, I saw that go around with a whole bunch of people. Everybody, yes. And I, I didn't. I most of the time when I'm looking at social media, it's at two o'clock in the morning, and it's like, sure, I can't sleep, so I've got the sound off. But I saw it go by and didn't. That hear. one Is it moving. I'll go it back. It was very yeah. moving. I was an Annie girl when yeah. I was little. I loved. I loved Annie. Um, but the did you? Were you Annie? Did you play Annie? Do you mean... Why are you making that face? Do you mean the mother who told me every time I sang, uh, stop singing or do it softer or make sure people can't hear you? The, the confidence what? builder that was my my oh. singing coach, my in-home singing coach. Uh, no, I didn't play well, Annie. I, what? Well, you... Of course, you're... you're you're spunky in a way that's not gross or sexual. You're spunky. You've got the beautiful hair that just for lack of tint would be <laughs> the right curly bazoing zoing. You, you, of course, you're fucking Annie. Why not? Yeah, no, that didn't you happen. You said I'm an Annie girl, so I thought, okay, you were Annie. No, I, love, that's I, what I loved I thought. it. I, I would belt out tomorrow to anybody who would not run from me. And that was who very, run from just you? the dog. You know who wants, you know who wants to hear you singing? The sun will come out tomorrow. You know who My does? dogs and stuffed animals. Mr. Mr. Rob Love, that's his favorite. I don't want to chase he him away. It. He loves it. He loves it when you croon those wonderful. I don't want to chase him away. That's his favorite. He where would he go? He has a sense of humor about himself. He was in a sex tape with a sixteen-year-old in his heyday while abusing all kinds. I of should, That's probably a that's probably a check plus in your world. Well. I mean, I don't think he knew, but the fact that, A, it didn't ruin him, and B, he's like, yo, I did some dumb shit. Guess what? We all did some dumb shit. Yours and, happened and to still be do. all over, well, a home video slash, huh, <laughs> home video slash, I don't know, all over the internet, but I, 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 I forgive you. There, I forgive you. She, and you know, the phrase that makes me want to kill people is, well, she wanted it or she had it coming all those things like in really engulf me in flames and and I come out swinging I mean I would have wanted it let's put it that way (laughs) if I were 16 and he were 21 I'm not speaking for her I'm speaking for me so so there so Ethan made an ass of me this week because in his AP class it said interview someone about this topic Something that they, they had studied. Did he give me the topic or questions? No. Did he? Something they had. Oh, you mean something he, he had studied. studied. I, okay. okay, okay. So you class. were not the subject matter expert. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I am not the expert. I am not even a, a valid opinion holder on many things. Oh, so basically, blah, blah, blah. he asked me about uh, a tax for firearms and ammunition. And oh, right. I was like, oh, uh. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think, you know, it's a better way to keep track. Then he started asking like more and more in-depth questions while taping it and having a friend of his FaceTiming also to also hear it because it needs he had to edit it, which I now get to teach him how to do. Wait a minute. All for his class. And I feel like for fuck's sake. So you were having a conversation like I so regularly have with Rocco about something that, you know, for the next 82 seconds he's fiercely passionate about and then we'll forget entirely the conversation had but he's willing to go to the mat to beat you up over it and all he's looking for is a gotcha moment pretty much so he is the fucking liberal media (laughs) that's who that's who Ethan is but he he wasn't arguing that's who you want him to be he wasn't arguing with (laughs) me though he just wanted to know my thoughts on the topic and oh, I think, and I said, are you trying to make sake. me sound like a dope? And he hit stop. He's like, mom, I need this for school. You can't say things like dope. Um, I'm like, what? You know, of course she can. Of course I can. Do, do you know me? <laughs> it wasn't really dope, was it? It was. No, no, it was. Because there's okay. another boy. Dope is not a big, dope is not a big. There's problem. another boy on the other end of his FaceTime call while he's taping me. And I thought, you know, why wouldn't you set me up for success? I spent the last almost 17 years of your life setting you up for success. And you're like, here, mommy, stand on this rug. Oh, oh, pull it out. Or stand on this plastic tarp while I shoot you and you bleed out on it. I roll you up and I dump you somewhere. Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much. Now he's going to have the mother. Did you hear? Did you hear the edited piece? Did you go back to it? Did you just bless it and release it? Choice Q, whatever that last one was. I yeah. okay, kid. Uh, yo, yo, you're on your own. Have fun. I had a I had a bless it and release it last night moment, and it's um, I haven't released it. But in theory, <laughs> I have. 
doesn't. I'm blessed it doesn't either. Sound like but it. That's the that's that's the fucking plan. Yeah, it's always great. It's always fucking great in it. So I'm sure you sounded erudite and right. Um, you know, right. <laughs> Scholarly. No. And super well versed in the taxation policy for handguns. You know, we have a really good friend, Lisa, who has taught us a phrase that helps in every relationship. While we were traveling, you and I, we met her, and repeatedly she would say, In my opinion, in my opinion, blah 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 and blah. And it's blah. something about something about the way that she. Said In it my as opinion, well. meaning you're a she's, fucking she's, idiot. Yeah, yeah. It was the, it was the same way as saying, uh, "Here's how this shit's gonna go down," <laughs> right? That's that's how she would use the phrase, which is so funny because that's not at all what it means. But it's basically like, yeah, uh, it's cute that you think you have any authority in this, but here's the deal. Um, In my opinion. We're going to do it like this. And then it's like, bink, and that's a command. She is, and it's so charming when it yeah, comes Yeah, but she's down, wildly too. effective. She's dealt right. with, with um, directors that have been, I don't know, challenging at best. And she has found a way, a very smart way to say, I hear what you're saying. I respect that you have an opinion. It is wrong. And here's what's going to happen. In my opinion... It would be so best get on if, board, right? Because exactly. it's already happening around you. So when you when you agree that that this opinion is the way to go, you can then be the leader who made this choice, as opposed to yes, we're dragging you in this direction, whether you want to go or all not. of that. When you agree, that was beautifully phrased, not what she says, but beautifully interpreted as when you agree, you will be the human. Who made right, this decision? Right. You, I am in no way usurping your authority as I physically and a- fundamentally actually usurp your authority. That's not what I'm doing. So <laughs> let's let's ice over this with some icing. She's she's gosh. She, she's she is the fondant holder of person. yes. So so here's dear listener. Try this when you're locked inside <laughs> with your family because it is powerful and wildly effective. So in my opinion. Ethan, when you <laughs> when you post something that makes me sound like a dope, you're the kid of a dope. Like, but you can try with your Rocco situation, in my opinion. <laughs> and we're done here. Well, we've gotten to a place. We've been having a number of back and forths uh, about some highly charged political commentary, and finally. I got so frustrated with him in a in the in not in the throes of the frustration, circling back to it and said, "I don't understand why this is so important to you." And that was that opened the door to a conversation where, after about twenty minutes, he was able to say, "I don't care about the politics. I don't care about one side or the other. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I see the fuck is the point this. Of I see this as the problem, and I see it evidenced here, here, and here." And I want to have a conversation about that. And I said, okay, that's not the conversation we've been having. The conversation we've been having is, here is gas. Here is a match. (laughs) Right? So we were able to, now that he's framed it differently, when he brings this nonsense to the table, we can very quickly go, oh, let's talk about it over here. And it's it's actually been Amy, why are you so passionate about the least important things? (laughs) It's not least important! I know, but that was the best quote from that Dave show. Which, by the way, it just gets better and better. And the fact that you're not plowing through it. I can't. We we will. We watched the first one. And it was like it's funny. Oh my god, you're out of your minds. Okay, Amy, it's time. It's time for the question okay. of the show. Amy Fugazi, wow. are you a quitter? <laughs> yep. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> it's not. Next. And <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay. I am a quitter in many ways, and I am a. I am a never quitter okay. in lots of in lots of really in both ways are destructive. I choose the most destructive path and I adopt it. Always. Do you give up easily? No. And yes. <laughs> you know this in my life. I pick I will die on a hill trying to make 
the backyard fire with wet wood at our <laughs> reunion party when everybody is inside laughing and joking where the heat is <laughs> and it's not raining and they're having cocktails. But I somehow have decided we're going to have a fire in this trash heap where there's no chairs and no one wants to be. And I stay out there for an hour by myself, increasingly frustrated because I'm going to make that fucking fire that nobody wants, including me at this point. And so when I and then people started to get nervous, like, I think I think she what's she doing? Can we help you stop being so obsessed with this? And then finally I had to let people know it. it No, I'm, I'm going to make this fire because I'm going to make this fire. And then when I fail to make this fire, I'm going to recognize the fire beat me. And that's what happened. I didn't want it to beat me, but it did. And then I let even it after Sarah gave you a tub of Vaseline, which she <clears throat> went on to share is petroleum and should catch fire pretty easily. And everybody threw their chapsticks in there for you and still no fire. Wet wood, man. Mm-hmm. Wet wood. Okay. What would it? So, yeah. So I will die on that hill. And then for really important things, I kind of won't. So it's, it's weird. Like I will absolutely finish a book that I hate. I will fucking finish the book. I will absolutely get to the end of a book that I cannot fucking stand. I will read it down to the last goddamn word and then I will set it ablaze. But I've read you, bitch. No way I'm If you could make the fire, you would set it ablaze. What would it take for you to give Pia, I did it actually did get lit and then when we went on a walk later, people were upset to leave the fire because it was still burning. So fuck off. Okay, next. What would it take for you to give up? <laughs> uh a realization that it's not important to me. On that's on a task, right? That would on anything. Well, no, on what anything. What about a job? A real, that's the only thing that will ever make me give up. When I finally realize it's no longer important to me, there is no other thing. And I know this from firsthand experience uh, on well, three specific occasions when it happened. There, I, will, I would put myself in harm's way until I actually decide, oh no, this thing that I thought was really important, I have decided at this moment it's not important. And then it's gone. It's gone for, and it's gone forever. It's gone like a light switch. I wish that I could get there because until I get there, it never goes away. It keeps me up at night. No. What about on a person? Will I quit on a same person? Is there is no differentiation? There, there's the uh, quitting. There, yeah. There's no, no difference between a task, job, or a person for you. No, not not in this regard. Is there for you? Am I missing something? No. No, they're all the same. Because your relationship, because if you, you're doing something, you want to do it to your standard. You want to do it the absolute best way that you can. You want to put your all into it. Otherwise, why the fuck are you doing Have it? Have you given up right? on people before? No. Um, no. I have accepted that other people choose, that one or two other people choose to um, separate from me. And that's really hard. And it's like, that's okay. I, I got to let, I got to, I'm going to not continue trying to bring you in because you don't want to be with me that's okay and that's not let you go that's not you giving up on a person I don't I guess it is yeah I guess it is but it's it's the kind of thing where all I the only thing that that is going to be acceptable to you is for me to not so it's like okay I'll do that in terms of giving up on a person that's when I want um I mean I'm talking about a person I know who is who struggled with alcohol and who I was trying to continue to have a relationship with. And this person was like, no, I, I need to, you're associated with alcohol and I can't be around you because you and like, I I just need to not be with you. So bye. So it was that, that was the kind, it had nothing to do with me quitting. It was more, our friendship had enough association that it was too hard for that person. And you know, water under the bridge. I was like, okay, didn't have, didn't really have anything to do with me. In terms of quitting on somebody who is a terrible, toxic person that you don't want in your life. Um, or if they've done yeah, I've, something I've, or, or. I've, I've slowed the roll, but I, I work really hard to not really have those people around me if I can avoid it. So if they stumble in somehow, it's the hardest part is because those are always socially, humanly, people Those are such voluntary choices. When you're in a work environment, when you're in a colleague environment, when you're in an academic environment, you don't, when you're a coach environment, you don't get to pick those people. You have to, you have to leave an entire system, you know, to separate from that, from that relationship versus if it's social, I I choose how I get to spend my time, sort (laughs) of. Do you? I mean, not not in the middle of the night when I'm scrolling through, you know, socials, but you see what I'm saying. No. Yeah, so I, I had this weird 
is it hard for you to give up on on a task? I'm not talking necessarily about your puzzle, but I know you're not leaving that table or leaving that puzzle undone or a job. I know that you've had gigs before that weren't always the best or people. I've had I've had people in my life that I'm like, you know what? We're we're good. I'm good. I don't know. We're not good, <laughs> but I'm good. I'm out. And and I guess when I started doing this podcast years ago now, you know, some things come up and relationships come up and, and your history. And when you're... Wait a minute. Am I, am I getting ready to get off the show? Are you quitting? This is your last show. <laughs> you're <What>? quitting. <laughs> oh. No. What are you oh. talking about? <laughs> and I think about how it's affected us as people. We. Us. Uh, and is it easy to let something go? Is it easy to let someone go? And I, I thought about how there were a couple of years where I didn't talk to my parents. There was a there was a spell of time where I was like, you know what? You're not a positive blah, 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 like right out of college or right or bef- just before. I don't even remember. There was a spell of time where I thought, I don't need, I don't need this. I was also young and arrogant. <laughs> I was also financially independent. So this, I think it was when I became financially independent. I think when I say to my kids, guess what? We have rules in this house and you need me. So you need to follow my rules. I think I hit that, that cusp where I didn't need my parents anymore. And I certainly didn't need some of the bullshit that came with that relationship where it was not that hard for me to say, "Mm, I think we're done here. Also wildly immature to think you could be done with your parents. But well, and I don't know all that much about even that particular circumstance or this in general, but I think there is something to be said for we're done with the construct of what this is supposed to be or what I hoped or longed for this to be. I'm done with that. And if we're going to have whatever we're going to have, it's on some level going to be on my terms. And I think that's fucking healthy. I think that's a very powerful. You keep saying, oh, it's I was arrogant. I was this. I think it's really powerful to say, yeah, you don't get to keep fucking drop kicking me anymore. Fuck and you. And if you want to come back in, take the boots off, right? I think that's great. I do. And I, the, to me, that really lines up with what I've poorly communicated here, which is there comes a point where, for me, it's a realization. Oh, I'm not going to touch the burner on the stove because it fucking burns my hand. I'm going to stop doing that. That's the, you know, I, I no longer want or need this. So I will choose to go away and do something else. That's when the ugly, horrible boot camp job, that's when the toxic person who makes you stay awake at night, that's when all these people, it's, I don't even think of it as quitting because it's like, oh, right. That's obviously not something I want to do. But you're technically right. Yeah, of course it's it's quitting. It's quitting doing something fucking stupid. So I think. I'm going to take your analogy of putting your hand on the hot stove and I'm going to expand it a little more only to say that you're not putting your hand on the fire because that's asking for trouble, right? What you're doing is you're turning on the fire because you need it to eat, okay? You're turning on that fire, and while doing that, the fire, you have a faulty stove, and that fire runs up your hand. You need that heat. You need that stove. You need to cook. You need that sustenance, but you're not getting it. Somebody else grabs your without, hand and throws it in the fire. Right. And that's the only way you can, your hand has to go under the pan. Yeah. I, that's, like it's, that's it's realistic. more of a, yeah. I want and need that relationship internally and, and I don't know, intrinsically, whatever. But it it is also very painful and my stove is broken and those flames, I have to shake my hand to get the fire out, but now the flame is on and now, and I'm rewarded with the top ramen. Uh, that's what I wanted. Um, wow. That's a, that's a lot of work for ramen. That's quarantine it, talking is what, is what you hear. <laughs> so, so yes, there's, there's a time where you say, you know what? I don't need top ramen that badly. I'm pretty sure that, my neighbor over here has a has a crock pot. And I think that if I just heat some water, I could pour it in cup of noodles and I can kind of get the same result. Well, and I think I think just to continue talking this out, it's there are there are multiple scenarios. The one that I'm most familiar with is I've decided I don't actually even want ramen and that's never what I wanted at all. What am I even doing? That's vastly different than I adore ramen and I'm just simply going to acknowledge I will never get it in this way or 
Getting it is not worth burning my hand. So I'm just going to decide not to get it. That's a very different thing than saying, I didn't actually want this thing. I've been clinging to like life. Those are two totally different types of quitting with massive, you know, soul ripping ramifications that differ. Fagazi, let me tell you, when in my childhood bedroom, there was one poster that had a quote on it and I clearly didn't hang it up there. The quote said, beautifully framed, matched the furniture, like it was somebody... Somebody worked hard to get this to pull the whole room together. And it it said, there once was a little girl who had a little curl right in the middle of her forehead. And And when she was good, she was very, very good. And when she was bad, she was horrid. That was the only thing that hung in my bedroom. And I mean... What? That's that's weird. Isn't that's that, not good. Isn't that bizarre to have, like, what? For a curly-haired kid, I don't even think it, I came to terms with a lot of that until I, I was back from college, and I'm looking at this thing going, so wait, you told me I was shitty from, like, the minute I could read, and I chose not that's to read like, it? That's like the, the Kirkland version of, like, bad accessories. You're not that awful. <laughs> like, having a... <laughs> <laughs> framed. There's someone worse than you. Somewhere. <laughs> but she had we straight think. hair. <laughs> so you're the worst curly haired kid we've ever known. My Lord. Well, and honestly, part of me goes to not in a jealousy way, but in a comparative way, thinking, oh, that's, you know, nobody hung shit in my room. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, here's a room, kid. There's your corner. <laughs> no, I mean it was your it was yours to do. It was there was no there was no like matchy <laughs> there that wasn't the thing. It was like here here's absolutely everything that you need and you Nothing know you I want. would paint these walls a color. Go ahead, you know. There wasn't there wasn't like um I was gonna call it Lorna Dune furniture. What's that thing? Jenny there wasn't Jenny Lind furniture. There wasn't like you know Did you know I don't wanna I divert Dunes. from this, but you know I'm incapable of not diverting. Lorna Dune is somehow a show on fucking Netflix. No. I'm like, do you really know that I eat cookies? It's the best Lorna cookie Dune. there is. It's why I give blood. I thought we talked about this because I get shortbread cookies. My Lorna Dunes. Yeah. No. Lorna Dune is a real character, is a real person, and it's a historical drama, and it's on fucking is Netflix. Is it good? Lorna, Lorna Dune. No, I didn't watch it. It didn't have cookies in it. But, I mean, it was on the TV. Back to you, Missy. Let's get back to the emotional trauma. <laughs> Let's get back to putting you back together piece <laughs> by piece. Oh. I would never hang something like that in my child's bedroom. I, I would never know. tell them that. I mean, not in a way that could be photographed, documented, and complained about years later. It's just, I told oh you God. I do parent by shaming. I, I definitely do, but not in such a, a blatant, ridiculous way. So my, my questions all kind of narrowed down to, have you given up on people before? Was it easy? Was it an easy thing to do? Did you struggle with it? Have you ever given up on a family member? Because no, you know, never, I no. have two siblings and I really only have a relationship with one of them. Yeah. So that's tough. That's tough. So then it gets down to, could you ever give up on your child? No. No. And I've got, I've got, uh, you know, I have justification <laughs> to do so. Rightly so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And I watched over my lifetime. I've seen those shows where the kid is the the weird murderer, strange, horrible, most horrific, and the parents are there. And some of the parents are like, "Yeah, we're done. We gave up on him. That doesn't work. That's I'm. It's beyond me. It wasn't. That's not anything that I can even recognize or." go away We're, we disown and then there's some that say this was I'm I'm so ashamed that this could possibly happen this is completely foreign but still my kid he's in there somewhere I know this isn't what we talked about you know when we were sitting in circle in kindergarten don't eat other people you know I mean it's like we tried he didn't listen I just told him to that the- when he was bad he was horrid I never really yeah. <laughs> never really yeah. told him hey I get the anger I get the frustration I get the how on earth are you getting this from everything that has been demonstrated painstakingly sacrificed told and mirrored and exampled in every conceivable way and the, when it comes right down to it the you know 
he's a peacock. You gotta let him fly on this one. At a certain point, the birds are out. You gotta let him murder. You just gotta let him fly. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, there are, there's, I, in the same way that fundamentally, so would I ever give up on my, on my kids? No. Uh, Are they capable of disappointing me in ways that I can't even fathom? (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) if this is how far we fucking come, I'm sure it's coming. But the, the reality is, I lost my fucking train. It, it was very important. It was really, it was loading up. It was really good too. It was really fucking good. Look, there's oh, a well. book that I read that I made Stuart read that is now coming out on Apple TV called Defending Jacob, which, okay. which really, Why? which really hits to this in a certain way that I need you to watch that I need. No, God, fuck. Is it another one of these making a murderer? Here's a creepy, weird kid that the parents are like, uh, okay, we're still going to love this creepy, weird. Well, you don't know. Creepy kid. You don't know. You huh? don't know. And if I know, cause I read it, I'm certainly not going to tell you, but you don't know. You just don't know. So, Oh, I thought of my train of thought and it fits with this. Well, here's, here's the reality in the same way that I fundamentally know that their successes have nothing to do with me at all. They, I, I try as hard as I can. And, Still proud, you know, but it's their doing. Yeah, I'm super proud, but it's them doing it. And when they succeed, they succeed. And when they fail, they fail. So I'm not saying, hey, hey. But at the same time, I also get, like, I don't take on their successes as something that I created or did, right? So if there was an equal catastrophic failure, on the other side. I would also on some level know if there was a failing in something that I did or didn't do, but I didn't make that choice. Right. I also didn't encourage it. So it's like at a certain point, not to be absolved from it, but it's like you, there's no culpa. There's n- there's only so much culpability. It's very different than saying, well, I bought him a semi-automatic weapon and filled it with bullets and took him to the range every day. I don't know how he decided to be a killer. I think like I, mean, I think cognitively you see it that way. But I think emotionally, if in the sitch, you would be like, uh, this is my fault. You would fe- knowing you as the empath that you are, you would absolutely <laughs> like that guy from the Green Mile who absorbed everybody's yeah. and then coughed it's them out into awful. flying weirdness. It's fucking awful. No, I would. I would absolutely blame myself for all of it. But on on a on a cognitive level, I know that there's only you know you, you, if you could have controlled the behavior, if you could have controlled the action, it wouldn't have fucking happened. Right. So. Right. Um, also we're not that was one of the you were saying what are the things that you post and that was the the riff of the thing that I posted most recently that comes to mind which is you know when you shouldn't look at your kids and think that they're a masterpiece you're creating you should look at them and think that you know you get to witness the artist creating himself and I'm like oh see yeah that's, that's really so very wonderful. that's really it's actually excellent closure for this tiny piece of <laughs> this tiny piece of this episode of how fucked up is Missy that's Stop. beautiful closure for it. And we closed our last episode kind of a little bit ranty about feelings, 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 feelings. You're okay to have. And, and here's permission, permission, permission. I want to ask you, Fagazi, what music are you listening to that brings you up? If only I knew. I'm trying to cultivate um, having these things at the ready. So when I was really struggling yesterday, um, it just, I got into a super bad place. I put on, I went to my Apple iTunes and I let them pick. I went to 70s Soul, which always helps me. So I was able to just let it randomly bring me all of the greats. And they're, it's weird because they're usually fucking sad, but they're joyful and hopeful at the same time. And it's, so that at least. Oh, and, and wait, and um, uh, the middle one had, an orchestra assignment because they're having to do things in a weird way. They can't just play chamber music together. So all the time. So um, the assignment was ask your parents about a song that they really liked in high school. And then a song that they want to share with you, go listen to it together and then talk about it and tell me what you talked about. So um, for whatever reason, the one that I, I played for him was dreaming by <laughs> Blondie. Cause I love that drum riff. So we were, and I, I frankly, I'm amazed. I was able to find the, the vinyl and we played it and, uh, I cranked it up too loud and interrupted the zoom call from the other one, the little one. He's like, mom, everybody can hear you playing that music. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. boom. It was awesome. So, so what so, music are you so listening Blondie. to? Blondie is definitely, uh, well, for some, some of hers lift me up. Yeah. I, out of the shower this morning, heard 
the Whammy album by B fifty oh! by the B fifty twos. Best and fucking. Ever. I just it just brought me 20, there. Thirty million dollars. I ready to be. You got it. That legal tender is a song that always, always, always makes me so happy. Learn it to print. All of it hot. <laughs> it's my absolute. When that one comes on, it is stop what you're doing and belt it out. And I don't care. I roll. You're going to learn every lyric with this. Same with femmes. Whenever femme, violent femmes come on, I sing the whole thing flawlessly. And they look at me like, what is that? And I'm like, you better get used to it. And or not. But that violent femmes, that's another one that just brings joy. It brings. So when we're in these moods, legal tender will always yank me right out of that. Dreamin' by Blondie is another great one. A lot. Blondie's got a lot that makes me happy. Some, Oh, the other one that engages me, I don't know that it makes me happy, but I, we talked about this before a long time ago. Yaz Upstairs at Eric's, that album. Perfect. Have it. Love is, it. Have it in all ways. Is, have it vinyl. Have it on tape. Sucks me in to the point where <laughs> I listened to it enough on car trips before the kids were completely uh, in their own world that they they know some of those songs now and they're like put on the one that's I before E except F to C I'm like yo let's do this Sebastian <laughs> Sebastian something what's that uh, anyway I have it big yellow cover I'm looking at the vinyl in my I'm, head. I remember the cover of him being at a desk playing chess or something where half of his body's on one side the other half's that's, on the other that's that's yes that's the gas upstairs yeah. at eric's that's what that's the cover you're talking yeah. about and it's kind of black and white but yep, there's like yep, a yep. flash yes. of red on it yeah no i um, have it. absolutely love those songs dear listener is there music that you're listening to right now that that brings you up until the song ends and you're like fuck still here um still in this situation <laughs> god damn it let me replay that uh let's put it on a loop so what we, I, we want to know what you're listening to that's bringing you joy. I followed Paul Simon and he posts something almost every day that brings me joy, but it's like a four second snippet. And then I have to go through my catalogs to find all the good stuff. And what else are you listening to? All that stuff. Please let us know. We are so curious. We want what brings you joy to go into our ears so we know how you're feeling and what you're feeling. It's really helpful, too. I found myself in a conversation with uh, a colleague, and we were trying to problem solve, and it wasn't necessarily going real well, and that led to she wasn't doing all that well. Um, her life is not one that's set up to handle this new reality very positively. So just naturally, I shifted gears and started talking about what I was watching, and I lied. And I said, and I'm watching Dave, and it's really, really funny, and it's the you would love it. You should watch it. And I have, I've seen maybe 18 seconds of it. And she was like, okay, I'll check it out. And then I lit, rattled off all these other things. This is funny. This is funny. This is funny. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And if I'd had the music to rattle off too, I, I need that. We all need I that also, to, at the fingertips. But the, the music comes from a point in your life where it was just joy. So I don't even know. I think Dave and, and other shows like that, like I saw – I went, I saw Outer Banks. I saw, I mean, that wasn't. Did you watch it? That's actually produced by a bunch of clowns in, in the neighboring town. And I haven't watched it yet. One, because I love that area and I know it very well. And I'm told by some that it's not accurate. And I'm like, who gives a flip? I don't care. It's, te- it's Who gives a teens. flip? But anyway, is it, is it, it worth okay. watching? Uh, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't, oh okay. my God. Oh. It was, it was all right. Um, and I've plowed through a few more things and I never have I ever. One of my campers is in that is in that show he's the teacher in there shout out hey shabby um and he's fantastic the show's adorable so these things are are things that everybody can open up their laptop or turn on their phone and they can everybody can see but that music comes from a point in your life where i don't even know that you could dish that out to someone else and say this brings me joy like the I don't know, even listening to Simon and Garfunkel, like the solo in in Homeward Home Homeward Bound. There's yeah. a I played the clarinet for years. I learned that solo on clarinet and then I quit. Like there are just things that bring you back to times where things were fun and funny and and my friend Kelly, her parents would go away every summer and we would have parties at her house and we would do things that if my fucking kids did now, first of all, they would die. They're they're not made from the stuff we were made from. They're much more delicate than we were. I don't know. I don't know. They are, and they also are fucking bulletproof. So, dear listener, please contact us. Get in touch. Um, Brilliant observations at gmail on the socials at Listen Brilliant. I'm going to petition for Amy to change the 
Brill Lobs Pod groupies to Brill Lobs Squad. <gasps> oh, that's so good. Because it just sounds better than all the extra. No, blah, blah, you're blah, so blah. fucking smart. You actually have the ability to change it, but I'll change it. That's for the right thing to do. You are an. Ad- <laughs> That's the right thing you to do. You're an administrator. <laughs> Don't quit on me, Miss. And quitters. Oh, there's no, qui- oh, there's no quitting in podcast. Oh, we say the whole thing. My favorite thing of all. Maybe it's not um, topical to you because this is the. We were all in the same group in college, the D Sharps, and Melissa functioned more like the manager and the PR rep and the the bail bondsman for the group than she did bail bondsman. Right. Yes. So okay. So. <laughs> There was our friend Dina. <laughs> I think it was Dina. Um, I always picture it being Dina if I have it wrong. Sorry. We have like a historian's book, which I'm not really a great historian, as you can tell by listening to me for any length of time. So somebody was keeping records on how this fucking shiz went down and had written different categories and you know, like scrapbooky style and you turn the pages and it said this and that and the other and here's the record of who started what and when and what songs we sang and you know the formation and here's the re- all of this exhaustive detail and then on one page you turn to it and the heading was quitters <laughs> <laughs> who was on there i don't even fucking remember them because they quit but uh, somebody will <laughs> say like joanne somebody that tall blonde girl and she had like something on her stomach like do you remember her i don't remember she had for a long time i think she had like a she had like a cyst or something on her stomach and she had it removed and all of a sudden she was like this hourglass person who long before was not so anyway i don't remember what the fuck her name was you can tell something removed you could and then she was too good for you you no i don't you can tell how close (laughs) we were all i remember is the girl with the cyst like that's not really what you want on your business card but anyway she was on quitter's (laughs) page too so she's bat a thousand return post who sang return post i don't even know that song but that doesn't yes you do i would would frequently perform songs i didn't know you've met me i have met you it's all right it'll be okay i i adore you okay (laughs) all right we're mean at this time we're gonna wrap it up flip it rub it down (laughs) um please be in touch we love to hear from you listen brilliant brill up squad see how good it is we might even change it guys (laughs) We might even. By the time this airs, it might even be done. And you're going to be like, We're going to switch it to quitters. (laughs) (laughs) See how good it feels? See how good it feels to quit? Amy, in my opinion, that's not what's going to (laughs) happen. That's just my opinion. I'm just saying. Okay. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye.